let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Really? Yeah, with the Thai bubbles, because some of the Belgian beers, like the Marriage Parfait, use the um, Champagne yeast, don't they? Yeah. I mean, it's... And this has got a slight, not funky nose, but there's something other than the citrus just coming through. There is a little bit more than to it, and and because I, I, I think the first thing I said was that in, in terms of, we know what citrus I'll, I'll smell yeah, like. there's, there's a couple of hops which I, I'm, I'm pretty good at yeah and citrus <laughs> citrus one, one of them and that that was my first comment was it's a bit of a funky citrus yeah. aroma that you get off of it so what what is it we're drinking mate so we've got uh, the Gospel according to our sister Citra a 4.3% a bottle condition ale from Emmanuel's in Sheffield who I have never heard of before, and I've only had two of their beers previously, and that was in the last half hour. <laughs> okay, well, um, Emmanuel's sent us these beers to, to feature on this week's show, so we'll, we'll say that up front. Um, as always, very grateful to, to receive beers to, to feature on, on the show. Especially new beers from breweries I've never heard of. Yeah, um, and, and you've probably never heard of them because they are quite a small concern okay. as, as well. So... Uh, a little bit of background to, to Emmanuel's. Um, the brainchild of Nick Law, who was uh, started homebrewing in 2014. Uh, in 2015, he licensed uh, his cellar in his terraced house into a small commercial brewery. Um, he actually had a cellar. He had a cellar. Rather than us saying we've got a cellar yeah, and it's covered. An actual, an actual <laughs> cellar. Brilliant. Um, and then rapidly had to upscale. Um, due to the popularity and, and moved in to um, share the brewing kit with a Sheffield Brewing Company last year, at the beginning of, okay. of last year in 2016. Um, and then in the summer of 2016, uh, Nick assumed the role as the brewery manager and Emmanuel was now formed part of the Sheffield Brewing Company group. So they, they sit under a, a larger heading. Okay. Um, but they all have um, uh, a kind but of... Still, but it's still independent. It's still independent, yeah. Um, they all have uh, a bit of a religious theme to them because Nick is uh, has a devotion to the Christian faith. So, um, hence the names of some of the beers that, that, that we're drinking and, tonight. And the artwork on the front. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but in terms of uh, their availability, only a few places stop them. Most, most of them are in Sheffield. Um, so, and one of those being place that I regularly uh, talk about on, on the show is Beer Central. So if you do want to try uh, any Emmanuel's beers, um, I'd suggest getting in touch with Sean at Beer Central and seeing if he can sort you out. Okay. Well, that's definitely not been around too long then. No. I only licensed the cellar a couple of yeah. years ago. Yeah. And I had to move yeah. out. So what do you think of it, this one, on second tasting? I'm, I'm going to agree with your initial assessment. It's got, it feels more like um, kind of a Belgian golden owl than, yeah. than, than anything else. To me, it feels like it's an ode to Belgian golden owls, but yeah. with like a bit of modernity thrown in by putting in the citra hop. 
can't see. I mean, water, malted barley, wheat, oats, citra hops, and London ESB yeast. Interesting. It's an interesting mix. So there's nothing really to suggest why we're getting what we are, and there's nothing on the uh, on the bottle to, to like for tasting notes and stuff. So whether it's just us, whether it's just the bottle, whether that's the way it's been intended. I don't yeah. know. And this is this is part of a series of single hot beers that that um, Nick sent through to us. Um, so we're going to be doing all of those tonight, and I think these single hot beers are all. Um, so this is part of the Gospel According to series, which is a collection of traditional English owls showcasing various hot varieties. So we're, we're starting off with Citra, uh, and we're going to be moving on to Centennial Mosaic as as well throughout the evening. Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting one. It's well carbonated. It's, it is. It's really lively. Yeah, it's very lively. Yeah, I mean, it, it came out of that bottle, and like, like I said, it had really tight. Which bubbles. is what made me think of a Belgian beer. Yeah, because Belgian, often Belgian beers are very lively. But that liveliness just gives a lovely kind of tingling in in the mouth. And yeah, nice although feel. I'm I'm probably feeling that it's probably for me maybe a bit too lively a bit to too session much. it. Mm, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the lowest ABV of yeah. the three that we're doing. It's only four point three percent as well. So, but it's all—I mean, I guess with secondary carbon, secondary carbonation going on anyway, secondary fermentation—it's always going to be a bit yeah. hit and miss. It's never going to be an exact science about how it's going to come out when you have it anyway. A- absolutely. So while we um, continue to tuck into this, uh, let's do our beery adventures for for the week, mate. Um, I think we've both had fairly similar experiences this week yeah we? uh, well we had the Essex Bottle Show last Tuesday yes so the day after we recorded the last show um, and the only other thing I went to but on a different day to you I went to the Chelmsford Beer Festival as did I it was uh, my first ever visit to the Chelmsford Beer Festival I didn't realise summer that. one was it never got to it before Oh. It's always fallen... Is it just falling at the wrong time? At the wrong time of the year for me, and I've never been able to get to it. Okay. I mean, I couldn't get to it during the week this year. Yeah. I could only do the Saturday, and the Saturday was busy in the afternoon, because it was a gloriously hot day. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, they had great weather all last week for it. Yeah, which is good, because, I mean, three or four years ago, they were waterlogged. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only downside is that, for me, with my Celtic blood and white skin, I could have done it with a bit more shade at times. <laughs> Do you mean a bit more shade? All the beers were intense. Yeah, but, you, but you're not necessarily sit the tables all outside. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also, it does get can get a bit warm underneath them. I could have done, it's, it's just me. I could have done something with a bit more shade, but there's no shade at the park where it is. There's no like big trees or anything like no, that. No, it's, it's a very open. They've got a the very yeah. open space, haven't they? But um, good selection. I mean, number of beers on and Saturday, I did notice um, from about three o'clock onwards because I was thinking well, this is going to be tight later. Whole load of beers got whacked on, so they, I think they were work, working on the basis. It's a hot day; people are just going to rock up. See, now that might explain one of my disappointments from Tuesday. So I, I went on the first day, so first afternoon um, before the bottle share. Yeah, because we don't drink enough at the bottle share. Probably not the wisest move, but it was the only opportunity I had to go. And a lot of the beers weren't on. There, there was, I'd say, probably less than a quarter of all of the. The, the, the casks that were, were on racked on the shelves. I'd say it was less than that at 12 o'clock on Saturday. W- were on. It was really strange. Yeah. Uh, the brewery bars. The brewery bars. Well yeah. stocked. But it was the general bars that had, yeah. the, the a, like the A to Z bars. But the brewery bars are all fairly local. So they, yeah. can, they can sort of top up, can't they? Bring in some other ones. Whereas the other, the uh, general selection was really low on Saturday, first mm. of all. Really low. Well, it was on, it was on Tuesday. Well, obviously, the, uh, the big news, the couple of big news from the, uh, the Chelmsford Beer, they had a key keg bar. They did have a key keg bar, which was amazing. Yeah, they had a big sign-up saying, yes, this is real ale. Yeah. 
um, just in case people people weren't sure. Um, you could cross, I think you, they did have some holy water available as well if you needed to cross yourself as you went past. Speaking of water, drinking taps. See, now I didn't see those on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. One right, you know where the uh, the music tent was and the beer tent started. Yeah, there was one there. I think there was one over the other side as well. Okay. I'd... So it was, I think there was at least two water taps. Right. Well, I, I didn't see them, but the, the keg bar did have a rinsing station. Yes. As, as well, which seemed to only be getting used by people that knew how to use it. <laughs> I, I would say that on on Saturday, mine did, get, mine did get rinsed out before they poured the beer. There was one occasion where mine didn't. Um, but I just I just want to mention a couple of highlights for me that, that I tried while I was there. So... Um, from Grain Brewery, who are up in uh, Norwich Way, uh, I had the Lignum Vitae IPA, which was just um, really, really good. Uh, I mean, I've I, I've got to say, I've had a handful of Grain beers, and every one of their beers that I've had have been absolutely spot on. Oh, I good really enjoy Grain didn't beers. Didn't you go when you were up in Norwich? Didn't you go into their tap room we, or we the did. pub where they, they have all got their beers? a pub which is basically a tap, yeah. tap room, yeah. Yeah, and, and I was impressed with that. And and the other one was from uh, Elephant School, which are Brentwood's craft. You were looking um, for another word there, weren't you? I, I was. Uh, but yeah, and that was the Mango Unchained um Double IPA, um, yes. hazy. Yeah, I mean that was yeah. that was my, uh, my my beer at the festival as well. Very dangerously drinkable. Didn't drink what was it seven and a half seven two seven, seven four yeah, yeah, it was, yeah it was a very drinkable beer and it was well delivered as well. We went for I think me and Carl had that second or third beer. It was like I could have sink a few of these to be honest. Mm. Um, it was it was a it was I think that from the Elephant School. Which is their, their 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 modern take on some of the beers? They've really stepped up, I think, in the last six months or so. There's some really nice beers coming, out, but that's I think the best one I've tasted. Absolutely, that was incredible. Really enjoyed that. So I was really pleased with that one. Yeah, but well, I mean, there's a few other uh, a few other bits from the uh, Chelmsford Beer Festival. I think we'd like to highlight. Well, I think I think more that you'd like to highlight because yes. I I wasn't actually there when the uh, incident <laughs> happened, but I made the most of it on on, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so even though I wasn't there. Don't blame you. I mean, to be honest, it's a, it surprised me, and I'm well versed in the the dark arts of going to camera beer festivals. Um, on the way in, Carl, myself, and my girlfriend Michelle paid, went to pick up our glasses, and one of the ladies who'd served us said, started off the sentence, "Oh." pick up one of the pint glasses. And I thought she was going to say, so you, you always get more than a half in there. So I thought she was just going to give us a little top tip. Bearing in mind, all three of us have shown our camera cards. Yeah. I was surprised by the end of the sentence, which said to Michelle, so you can get the Prosecco, more Prosecco in there. What the fuck? I mean, come on. I couldn't believe I'd heard that. It's just Prosecco. so wrong. Michelle's got her own camera card. Yeah. We're just showing it. And it was like Prosecco. I couldn't believe it. And then, but later on, another guy from the box chair, Andrew, him and his partner turned up and she got offered a wine glass straight away. Not even a beer glass, just got offered a wine glass. So it's this sort of behaviour that I know still completely alienates a lot of people from yeah, and I can't, ever wanting to join Camera. And I can't believe, and you know, I'm a member of Camera. I won't get rid of a membership because of individuals who, for whatever reason, thought that was an appropriate comment to make. It wasn't necessarily... Was it insulting? I'm not sure, but it was just completely out of place. 
in this day and age, especially when you know that the person is a member of the, the society already. Yeah. So it's the campaign for Real Ale. You've got a campaign for Real Ale card. You're turning up at Real Ale Festival. There's a good chance you want bloody Real Ale. And yeah, you're going to know what you're doing. Or you're going to ask, oh, is there, is there any wine available? Yeah. But she didn't. So I, oh, I can't believe she said that. And then to find out that someone had actually been just blatantly offered the wine glass. I mean, that's a bit like saying, you know, a half of the little lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, like I say, I, I wasn't there, but I did take the opportunity to tweet it because I, I couldn't believe that it actually happened. And a couple of people came back with some comments on, on my tweet as well. And I know there was a lot of people that commented on Michelle's yeah. original tweet. But the two that I just want to mention. So first of all, Mr. Mashton at Jim underscore Rangeley said, it's this kind of bullshit that makes me regret the accidental renewal of our memberships. I like that, the accidental <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then JT at Al underscore N underscore Metal. Uh, one nameless bar once asked my wife, just a half then, are you sure when she ordered a pint? Um, and I just... Surely we've got to move on from this now, you know. Oh. Drinkers come in all shapes and sizes and genders and, and all the rest of it. And we, we all drink what we want to drink when we want to drink it. Yeah, I, I was just, I was, I, was surprised, I was surprised on two levels. One, but anyone said it, but I was surprised it came from another woman who was obviously a camera volunteer. It's like, well, why yeah. should it be any different? So yeah, that, that was disappointing because it does, it just makes it easy for people to have a pop. Yeah. Makes it easy because, you know, Chelmsford Beer Festival, they brought one key keg for the first time this year. They've had water taps for the last couple of years. So compared to some camera beer festival, this is quite progressive. And then they go and shoot it all yeah, with one sentence. It's interesting because I've, uh, I've this week, have booked a ticket to, to go to the GBB. Yes, you have. Which is quite a step for me. And I'm going with you and you always kind of traditionally go on the last day, which I've always been really sceptical about because... I remain sceptical. I'm, I'm not sure of the quality of the beers. But I, I think this year, I'm, I'm going to be more driven by just watching what's going on. So kind of some of the practices and comments and things that are being made. I think I'm going to be more interested in that than I am the beer. Well, don't ask for water. I, I don't plan to. I plan to take my own. Take your own water. Yeah. That's, my, yeah. that's my top tip for going to the GBBF. Um, so, so anything else uh, from, you, from, from your beery week? Um, Any uh, other standout beers or going anything? Going back to the bottle share, I mean, pre-bottle share, um, you had just put on Twitter five minutes before I got off the train that a certain Manchester cask ale, low ABV, was available. It had just gone on, yeah. And lo and behold, Traxanoma was there. So I, I decided to have more than one pint of Traxanoma. And it was tasting... Oh, it was banging. Damn fine. Banging yeah. was all I've written down. Doesn't actually say much else at all. Uh, a couple of bottles though that we did share at the uh, bottle share. Uh, Justin brought along the Jacobson Mermaid Porter 2013, which is actually from the Carlsberg Group. So I don't know whether it's one of their old old beers. I couldn't. Mm. Uh, there wasn't much on the label, if I remember correctly. It's quite a limited edition. That was a really nice, very rich, very dark night. I, I rated that very highly on the night. Uh, but one which I wasn't sure about um, was the Sour Ale from Wild Beer Co. Um, but it was perfect for a warm day. Which one was that? The the Tapash. Okay. From the Wild Beer Co. Sour ale, um, well balanced, good summer sour tart. It, but it wasn't lip. I didn't find it lip puckering to be honest. No, and I I quite enjoyed that as well. And didn't it? It also had some. Um, didn't it have cinnamon or something in it? There was that, but it was really light. Yeah. It wasn't. There wasn't loads of it. So it wasn't like Christmas beer. No. Cinnamon. It wasn't like loads of herbs and yeah. stuff. I had a beer yeah. of the weekend, which again, someone had killed it with just herbs. 
Yeah. Why do you bother putting herbs in it? Well, no. I can have herbs anytime. I don't belong in beer. No. So, um, okay, well, uh, any other highlights? Or was, was that's it, that's for, it. It was, for... it, was, it, was, it was quite quiet. Okay, um, just just one more beer I want to mention, which was a, a beer that I had at home at the weekend. Um, it was from North Riding Brewery, uh, and it was their IPA, uh, and this was a collaboration that they did with Wild Child, I think it is, uh, that was uh, using Mosaic, Centennial, and Equinot hops, Ooh. and it was absolutely incredible. Uh, the nose on it was like tropical fruits, um, but it was... It was like a dark amber colour, almost brown in, in, in colour. Oh, okay. Um, but you could see through it. Um, crystal clear, which always is a big tick for me these days with IPAs. Um, and on the flavour, again, it was just tropical. It was like creamy caramel in there as well. Absolutely perfect. An absolute stunner of beer. Really, that, really the enjoyed The is definitely t- turning up a lot more in beers. Uh, I think that's... Uh, beginning to be a bit of a wild card as well which is making a lot of beers really really good yeah uh, at the moment so I'm interested to see where that hop's going to go yeah I don't think I've ever tried a single hop version of it no I don't I so don't wonder so. whether it works or not I, I think maybe maybe it's a hop that's used for balance compliments uh, uh, at the moment yeah um, but obviously the other two hops are uh, beers that we're going to in, in the other two beers that we're yeah. going to be drinking t- tonight yeah so, um, you've finished your I've citra. finished mine um, to be honest the citra bit was quite well hidden for me, if I'm being absolutely honest. I think I have to agree. Actually, I mean, we know what citra tastes citra like. Citra is one of the few things that I would probably say, yeah, I'm, I, I might be able to get that one. Yeah. Compared I, I, to a lot, of, that, compared yeah, to a lot yeah. of people who we drink with when I can't pick out the subtleties, citra sometimes isn't very subtle. So there was there was a little bit of fruit in there and a bit of citrus and stuff, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to pick it out as a single hot beer. More... Like, as we say, more of a Belgian gold now than, yeah. than, than a citra laden. It was pleasant, but I'm not sure it did quite what it says on the label. Interesting. Okay, so um, let's get into some news, uh, and then we'll, we'll we'll tuck into the the second of the three beers tonight. So, um, as opposed to the last few weeks that have been quite news light, um, this week ain't. This week ain't no. It all seemed seemed to all hell seemed to break loose this week. So uh, six sales down. Firstly, um, and I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time on this because I don't think things kind of fell apart as quickly as they, we thought they would do over this announcement. So the whole Carlsberg have bought London Fields. Yeah. Uh, announcement, which um, having seen a couple of press releases now that don't really tell you an awful lot. Tells you both. It's just it is press release speak, isn't it? Yeah, and having seen social media's reaction to it, what it generally seems to be is Carlsberg have bought a brand, yeah, which they'll now make beers, probably aimed at the entry end of the market that will appear on supermarket shelves. Yeah, and they'll have a venue in hipster. Yep, territory. Uh, a, a lot of people probably within the same sorts of beery circles that we live in kind of think that it's a bit of a joke yeah. and, and something to laugh at. I, I think maybe the outlier here and the, and the bit that you and I are certainly still struggling to understand is what's Brooklyn Brewery's role in this? Yeah, Brooklyn Brewery's involvement with Carlsberg and this deal, I'm sure someone can enlighten me, but I don't understand it. Because I thought Brooklyn had a fairly decent presence over here already. Uh, well, yeah, they have. And it's not as if... 
unless London fields where where they brew the beers is like got some massive capacity that's not like they can suddenly start brewing it over there anyway. Well, I, I don't and also where their tie up with Carlsberg comes in. Well the press release only talks only mentions three beers so from London Fields. So it talks about uh, Craft Lager, Easy IPA and Shoreditch Triangle IPA. I, I'm just wondering if Brooklyn are seeing it as a potential taproom for some of their beers, somewhere that they can make a destination. Yeah, for, well for I Brooklyn think brewery oh, beers. I think I think well if it's definitely gonna be a destination, I think that's one of the reasons they've bought that place. It's it's gonna get marketed. Yeah. This place is going to get marketed now. Of course it And is. I'm sure it's going to be, especially if you're entry level and you're not familiar with some of the things, it'll be good because you you will still get to have beers on premises, whoever's brewing it. I just, and but yeah, maybe Brooklyn beers are going to turn up there as well. I mean, the worst thing would be you go in there, you see some some London fields and Brooklyn and suddenly there's a pint of Carlsberg available for you as well. And Unless we're going to start seeing some of the rarer Carlsberg stuff in there as well. So you mentioned that that one that we did at Bullshit yeah. last week. That they do have a they do have a kind of rare. Yeah, run. they do. I, I mean, I don't know how often it comes out, but no. um, yeah, I I don't know. I did, I just don't, I still don't really know what to make of the deal. <laughs> I I think that's what a lot of people are feeling. They're just a bit like, what what what's it all about? Because Brooklyn are big, Carlsberg are big. Yeah. Even in macro terms, and they've got they're somehow working together to buy London Fields. Mm. I, just feels like desire for something else to come, or there's nothing. I, I don't understand. I, I, like I say, I think it's name alone. It, it's got London in the name, and I think that will be the. I, I think that will be their key marketing strategy, which will be interesting because the other, I suppose, the other London brewery that does that. Quite a lot is 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 meantime, isn't it? Yes. That, that use London in, in yes. a lot of their marketing. Definitely. So that will be interesting to see how that yeah. plays out in in the future. I'd be interested to see where this goes. Just don't understand it. No, I don't. I'm, and I'm certainly not going to be rushing to London Fields to. No, no. Opens. But if someone else does. Let us know. Yes, absolutely. Um, so while we're talking London, um, the. Uh, Initial first schedule for London Beer City has been released, which you can check out at londonbeercity.com backslash schedule. Um, detailing, what is it if you print it all out? It's about eight pages of, well, if of going, events. If you're going through it on just the screen, it's three or four clicks down and then you have to get, then there's eight pages across yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So what did you think of the, uh, the schedule, Steve? I'm a little underwhelmed by it. I'm, I'm going to say, and... And, but I'm going to temper that with, I have just come back from Manchester Beer Week, which I thought was an excellent week of events. Uh, I didn't spend the whole week there. I, I only spent the end of the week there. But I think what Manchester did really well was they had a really nice balance of um, things like tap takeovers and stuff that you wouldn't necessarily get to try normally. And that was balanced well against paid for events as well. Uh-huh. Um I've, I've looked through the London Beer City schedule because I was quite excited this year because it's the first year of London Beer City that I'm free for the entire week and I'm actually not on holiday. I've got the whole week free. So I was like, brilliant, here we go. I'm going to have some of this. And I've struggled to find more than two events that I really want to go to. So, and, and those two events are, uh, one of them is the Battle of the Bottle Shops, where all of the bottle shops in London are teaming up with breweries to produce 
collaboration beers, mm-hmm. which sounds like quite an interesting Yeah, it could event. be quite a fun evening as well. And the other one was the uh, the Colonel taking over Brewdog at Shepherd's Bush and putting 20 of their beers on. Yeah, which is, always sounds good. Uh, and I was like... Mwah. Even at the tap room in the days gone by, you couldn't get 20 of their beers yeah, on tap. Yeah, so that that's that, that, those are the two that really stand out for me. I, I think for me, what's, what's missing, um, I, and, and a couple of the other events, that are the paid ones I've looked at and I thought, that's a bit expensive for an event. I can't really afford that because by the time you bought the ticket and then your train ticket into town and then a bit of cash for beers before and after, probably. Yeah. You don't have to, but probably. That's a bit like saying going to football. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, beers before. Um, sort of it just all began to feel a little bit expensive. And um, I think the two things that it's missing for me is there don't seem to be a lot of tap takeovers. Um, and I think you mentioned earlier that past couple of years Thornbridge have taken over a whole pub yeah the Craft Beer Co Clark one I couldn't see that yeah, one there this year that doesn't seem to be in there the tap takeovers is one that I always quite like because it means I don't have to plan it you can just go if you want you to you can just rock up yeah um, I've always quite liked the tap takeover ones I've done in the past because we went to the Cock a couple of years ago and they yeah, had Magic yeah. Rock doing their various iterations of High Wire yeah um, I mean what I would say just to temper what you said obviously I haven't been to Manchester Beer Week and you have it's still very fresh in your memory I think for lots of people who aren't necessarily in the beer scene, then I think there's still a lot of interesting events available. Absolutely, yeah, I appreciate that. Spread yeah. over quite a wide area. I mean, they've got a lot of ones in different different areas these days. I mean, um, bizarrely, bearing in mind it's the London Beer City, the one which appeals to me is the uh, Whitlock, White Locks doing a Yorkshire beer tap takeover mm-hmm. at Mason & Co. I thought, well, actually, that sounds quite interesting, actually, because... There's a lot of decent beers that from a lot of good breweries they could bring down for that one. Yeah. Um, I was in, and also interested to see that London Craft Beer Festival and Great British Beer Festival bookend the week yeah. rather than both coming at the end of it like they did before where London Craft Beer Festival was on the same weekend as the end of the uh, Great British Beer Festival, wasn't it? So that's changed as well. Yeah, but interestingly on that, and this was something that somebody highlighted to us last week, um, because I was always really confused about why the London Craft Beer Festival was on at the same time as GBBF and they always used to say that basically what they were trying to do was to to capture the same market so while you were in town maybe for GBBF you might then also go to to London Craft Beer Festival as well because you were around true and completely opposite ends of London and I'm wondering if by booking it bookending it whether one of them is suffering now there was a tweet last week where London Craft Beer Festival have offered a massive discount yeah with a discount code which gave you money off and money off vouchers or food or something which actually put the entry price cheaper than the early bird tickets which has never happened and I know a lot of people kicked off about that and said well hang on a minute I bought an early bird ticket thought I was thinking I was getting a good deal and all of a sudden there's now this cheaper ticket come out that's not on. No, I mean, whether, you know, LCBF have moved to a bigger bigger area now, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily suffering from not being at the same time, because I always struggled to fit it in when I did go. Last year I did Saturday. I was going to say, you managed them both last year though, didn't you? The year before I did them both on the same day. Yeah. Um, and the last year I did one on the Saturday and one on the Sunday. But then my, be- my favourite bit of LCBF last year was going to the cast bar. Ironically, um, but that's the small sure. pour, that's the small yeah. pour and DJ thing for me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like like you say, yes, it's you know it is a great week of events. It might not be appealing to me at the moment, and maybe as more events are added, I, I might end up going to it. But certainly check it out for yourself. As I say, that's a 
londonbeercity.com backslash schedule. There will also be a link to that in the show notes to, tonight as well. Um, while we're still talking uh, beer weeks, um, Manchester Beer Week of this week, even though their week's finished, they've launched the charity appeal, um, which is about tackling homelessness um, in Manchester, which is, is an issue that's, that, that's massive. Uh, and I can contest to that, having been up there. I, I, I commented while I was up there that, that there are a lot of people living on the streets mm-hmm. in, in Manchester. So they've, they've launched this appeal. Uh, you can make a donation to street support uh, for a minimum of £5. Uh, and if you do, you can enter a prize draw to win some amazing goodies that have been donated by breweries and venues that participated in Manchester Beer Week. So just an idea of what's available. Uh, there's a £50 gift voucher for Bundo Bust. Um, there is um, a case of two hoots plus two branded two hoots glasses from Joseph Holt, a uh, mixed pack of beer from Hawkshead, mixed case of bottles from Marble, stuff from Northern Monk, stuff from Runaway. There's all sorts going on. So this is a great opportunity to donate to charity and to get an opportunity to, to, to win some free stuff at the same time as well. Uh, check that out at um, mcrbeerweek.co.uk backslash charity hyphen one backslash again there'll be a link to that in the show notes uh but great appeal and and great to see manchester beer week using the the strength of their brand yeah to support charity definitely and um you know it it sounds like an extension of some of the stuff you've done in the past with the big beery night as well yeah and you know great for the brewers to get involved and again donate stuff they must get asked all the time for stuff as well so very generous of them absolutely um so let's just uh while we're in the north um, let's uh, continue on that northern theme. Um, North Brewing Co. have been um, named uh, the UK's best IPA. They've got the UK's best IPA. This was named at Imbibe Live, and it's Transmission by North Brewing Co. in Leeds, which is a 6.9% American-style IPA uh, that won that particular award. Uh, with over 40 IPAs in the challenge, uh, five made it to the final, and that was the one that came out on top. Okay, so, congratulations. Not sure I've had it myself. I have. Um, I say that. I mean, maybe I'll have a quick look. I, I have. Sadly, it was uh, when I I went into the North Bar in Leeds, uh, wanting a pint of Cannonball, and Cannonball wasn't on, and they offered me transmission instead. And while it was a nice beer, it wasn't Cannonball. Um, so you were a little bit upset. I was a little bit upset, but it's a decent drinker. You, you know, it's exactly what you want from an American style IPA. I lie. I have had you it. You have had it. Six point nine percent says on here. Um, I oh yeah, I didn't rate it very highly. Did you not? I've just written down not too bad. Informative as ever. Yeah, that was on the um, December the nineteenth, twenty fifteen. That must have been on the Leeds crawl. It must have been. You guys, that would, you that guys would have been towards the end of the day. Yeah, but you guys went for the pints of Cannibal because they only had the one glass, one serving for it, if that, I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. And I went, I had two pints of car, two different casks in there. I wasn't fussed about either cask that day. Okay. In there, and I regretted not having the pint of Cannibal. <laughs> there you go. Should always. Uh, but that's that is the uh, back end of twenty fifteen, and they've got an award in mid twenty seventeen. So. Oh. It could easily like most things, it's probably changing. It's yeah. probably evolving over time. Yeah. Um, so some new beer news. Um, Shep and Neem are introducing a new lager called Sink um, at 5% ABV. ABV. Uh, it's a five-grain premium lager. So, and I, I found this quite interesting because they've blended barley, rye, wheat, maize and rice with Strissel Sport hops to produce a, a new lager, which... Um, will be available in bottles from August or on keg now 
So and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't on keg last week when we were in the hoop and grapes. It wasn't, no. I wonder uh, where, where, where it fits. Just briefly, I know we weren't going to spend out, but if you're thinking about what they had on offer last week, they've already got their Whitstable Pale they have. on cask, the Whitstable Blonde on keg. They already do... The Whitstable Lager as well, which we had a few of. Yeah, and they already do the lagers that they brew under licence, like Asahai, yeah. Rangiboom, Samuel Adams. So... Bit of a, I just wonder where it sits in there. Well, the, the hops are French, um, which, which, which oh, that, I mean, that can't be helped. I know. No. Um, and uh, apparently, by combining the grapes, it produces a long-lasting head that helps retain flavour, as as well. So, um, if if anybody does come across that and gives it a go, let us know what you think of it. Be be intrigued to find out. Uh, and then finally, on the news, we've got. Um, a brewery that our friends uh, from the Irish Beer Snobs podcast talk about frequently, uh, Yellow Belly. Um, their cans are coming to the UK via Libra Drinks. Now, we haven't actually been able to find out much else about this, as in where they're going to be available and how you're going to get your hands on them, but I'm but, sure that will come out over, over the coming weeks. Yeah, but Wayne, when you hear this, let us know. Yeah, yeah, because I'd, I'd like to get my hands on, particularly the one that people rave about, which is the Citra Pale Ale. Well, Wayne's rave, right, gone about that one before, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, it looks like, so it looks like they're bringing Citra Pale Ale, uh, a passion fruit sour, and a lager. Okay. More yeah. lager. More lager. All, all, all about the lager. And that's the, uh, that's the end of this week's news, mate. Oh, that's not bad. Well done. Quite, quite a news-filled week. After three weeks of fallow. Yes. We're back on. We're back on. Shall we? Um, shall we get into this second beer, which yeah. is so, well? I'll, I'll, I'll let you introduce it. So this is the four point nine percent Saint Centennial. So again, very much the uh, you know gospel theme on it. I mean, you've got a. It looks like some sort of saint or monk looking at. Um, well, it looks like a hop with the, it's definitely the, a hop. <laughs> a, you know, a hop with the shining light around it. Um, so again, another one which has got the uh, secondary. Fermentation, it says. So let's see what this one's like. Looks a little bit darker. Yeah, a bit so more straight away. I mean, that's that's again, that's that deep deep amber color on that. Amber amber copper color. Yeah. Very traditional English bitter color, isn't it? What do you think of the branding anyway? I mean, it's a very unusual. I know we said that the the guy who runs Emmanuel's, the 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 holy bit is from him, but. I'm not sure how much that. I know that they're not. They're quite small, but I don't know how much that would stick out on the shelf. I'm. I'm not sure this would. That that their main brand, the the, the kind of basic Emmanuel's beer, uh, again fairly basic brand, in that that probably would stand out a bit more than this. But again, I think I think we coined this phrase this week that it's uh, the colouring of the label is, is kind of that kernel esque. Yes. Brown. It's definitely got. Uh, what, did, what did John call it? The uh, the parcel wrap. Pa- parcel wrap look to it. Um, Which is definitely got. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the images are working. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. That um, they're really not working for me. It, it's probably. I've got to say, if I saw if I saw this beer on a shelf, I'd probably just walk straight past it. Yeah, they would. I think thinking might. it was a bit of a gimmick. Yeah, that's the only problem with saying it looks gimmicky. Yeah. Nice nose. It's got a good nose on that though, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. That's quite bitter, isn't it? It's bitter. It's really dry. Very bitter and dry, but not bitter and dry at the end. It's not. But Straight away. I suddenly feel like somebody's shoved a sponge into my mouth and all the moisture's gone. 
I wasn't it's expecting that from the nose. It's gone, no. Um, that was a shock, actually. It's a little bit of caramel in there. Sticky sweetness at the end, little, little resinous at the end as well. Yeah, it's strange because the bitterness and dryness is right up front. Yeah. And the other flavours come through afterwards. Because it's the wrong way round. Well, it feels for, the wrong for, way round. For a beer. Yeah. Isn't it? Especially mm. for, for me, for an English bitter. You get those sort of sweet, for that, the sweet flavours often early on. Yeah. Then you'll get that dryness and bitterness towards the back end. This seems to be role reversal at the moment. Yeah. Interesting. See how well, it develops. Well, we'll see how that goes. Um, while we get into this week's... Opinions, 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 opinions. Are tap rooms the new pub? As simple as that. Yes, yeah, so did this question came about because we asked people on Saturday what they want us to talk about. Well, we did because so we... Whatever comes next is down to you lot. <laughs> it's absolutely down to you lot. Um, we had a bit of an empty week this week. To, it's to, a bit of a blank canvas. Yeah. We had a few ideas, but we just couldn't really nail anything between us. No, neither of us wanted to make a decision. No. So we, we put it to the public and we offered uh, tap rooms. We offered a discussion about ABV. Uh, we offered single hot beers, which was obviously kind of trying to lead people towards <laughs> tonight's beers, but didn't quite come off. Uh, and then I think we offered some others yeah. as well. So we've, we've banked some of the other comments yep. that people made. So first of all, thanks very much, because there was quite a bit of engagement on there Saturday. There lots that. of engagement. Really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, and, and thank you to... And it's interesting because although the tap rooms came out on top, the majority of comments were saying that they wanted us to have a discussion about ABV. Yeah. But the votes didn't reflect that. Yeah. So um, hold that thought, guys, because we've got a few more studio shows before the end of this season. And we, as soon as we can nail the right question to ask, exactly. we'll do the ABV. Yes. Um, so if anybody's got any ideas about what that question might look like, get in touch because we're, we're struggling as to what the question and poll would look like for us. Yes. It. We've both got thoughts about But nothing ABV. which quite... Translated to a poll. Yeah, yeah. So, so please get in touch for that. So, so, so yeah. So, we've we've ended up um, doing the poll about tap rooms this week, and essentially just asking: Are tap rooms a new pub? Um, never. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was it. Two options. Four hundred twenty-eight votes. Fifty-five percent of people went for yes, yes, yes. Forty-five percent of people went for never, which is interesting in itself because when this poll started yesterday, yes went out into a massive lead. It was about thirty percent ahead. Of never uh, at one point, and then slowly over the, the pub started hours, to pull itself back. The pub, the pub crowd, came out of the boozer on Sunday. Came out the pub <laughs> and got involved, and and boy, did they get involved! There was, there was some really good engagement on this. I have to admit, and what I, what I think I've noticed over the last couple of weeks is that very much a really straightforward question with a couple of the very no yes kind of answers. We've got some really positive amounts of votes and positive feedback. Absolutely. Since since we've uh, and we have made a subtle change yeah. into an either or, and we've stopped doing the ridiculous third option. Uh, and since we've done that, we're, we've noticed an increase in the number of votes every week. Yeah, so. I mean, the, the ridiculous third option, if appropriate, may well come back. It may well. Make it's not completely discarded. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's get into some of these comments because there are quite a lot of them yeah. this week. And obviously, as always, we'll have our views and we'll be chipping in and out with these. So uh, first up, regular contributor Mark at Million Bevs. Nope. They will never replace the pub. Um, however, Magic Rock and Northern Monk are setting the bar for tap rooms, though. Ample seating, great selection, good vibes. What do you think about that one? Can't disagree with that comment. I mean, for, again, fortunately, having been to both, um, I can I, I can I can pitch them both. 
both great spaces um, and both do have a very good, I mean, they've designed, I think they've really designed these places to, although not be a pub, not to necessarily feel like we've just opened up a bar at the back end of the brewery for you. Yeah. It feels like it is a de they are destination places, aren't they? And they're both lovely places. No, they are. I mean, they would be probably... They've got to be two of your favourites. Two of my favourites. Uh, and my next comment will come as not a single surprise to anybody. Uh, I would also throw in there the Buxton Tap House as, as, as being probably another example of a fantastic tap. I've only heard good things and seen pictures. I haven't been yet. So um, it's It's got more of a pubby feel. Than, than, than which a, I think taproom. Someone someone said that, didn't they? Yeah, and un unlike the other two, it's not at the Buxton site. So no, it is, it's a couple it of miles a, away. Isn't it? it's, it's actually up in Buxton. It's town. in Buxton town, isn't yeah, it? Where the yeah. site, where's Buxton brew outside? Don't they? They brew on an industrial estate. Yeah, just just outside. outside. And uh, so obviously, speaking of industrial estates, clay pot frog porridge at Clayfish. I didn't think we were reading that name out anymore. Yeah, I'm, I, this time I did. See if anyone else thinks it's ridiculous. Tell him, please. Uh, no, because no one lives on industrial estates. That's that's a good point. It's a very valid point, and they're not always the easiest to get to. They're they're not. I mean, let's let's bring it back to Essex again, as as, as we like to so often. Uh, there are a few tap rooms in Essex now. A few breweries have tap rooms. Crouch Road have a tap room. That's on an industrial park. Okay, how easy is that to get to? That's not too bad. You need to know the route from the train station. Yeah. But it is train stationable. Okay. So it's not too bad. Uh, who else have we got with tap rooms these days? Um, Wibbler's got one. Uh, yeah. Wibblers have got one again. That's at the end of the train line. It's about 10 minutes okay. in Southminster. So that's not too bad. So, and, and some of the ones in Essex seem to more have the micro pub kind, not no, not the mic, yeah, the micro pub kind of feel to things yeah. where you've got both um, farmers, stroke Malden, who have got farmers and what they're, they're both the same pub. Yeah, I'd say they're, they're, they've got a tiny little shop. That's in, a, that, in feels like a, that feels like a micro pub. Yeah. To me. Uh, and then you've got Mighty Oak that have got a tap room in, in Malden. Yeah, they've got a completely different style, haven't they? Well. But Malden is almost impossible to get to by public transport. Yeah, I mean... So has, certainly not by train. No, there's no trains. And by bus, provided you are happy to leave the tap room about half four in the evening to come back yeah. to any yeah. form of civilization. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think that's a very good point. But even the other ones I've been to tend to... They're just And sometimes the actual... An industrial estate isn't the most welcoming of areas, is it? It's not, and even if you look at the likes of maybe some of the some some of the big ones like uh, like Beavertown, who you know always whenever they've got an event they sell out yeah. now, and but it's still on an industrial state, which is ten minutes from yeah. ten minute walk from the station. Yeah, and generally it's not on your way home. And I think that's the you know the point that you know claims made because pubs tend to be accessible. Yeah, or at least uh, town centre pubs are easy enough to get to. Town centre, and, and I think a lot of people said that as well. That there, there were comments like. I would I would take my friends to a pub or I would take my family to a pub. I wouldn't take them to a tap room because you, you can be quite limited in your choices in a, in, in a tap room. Yeah, I think that's where, um, I, I don't know if we've, I saw a comment from um, the bearded one, uh, obviously from Twisted, Twisted Barrel, and their tap room is not on an industrial estate and it's not far off a residential area and it's only about 10 minutes walk from the station. They're probably in the perfect location for a, a modern brewery because it's like a craft estate, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> if it's so for all intents and it's purposes. It's like, like a permanent setup of craft producers yeah. of one thing, whether that be sweets, cakes, coffees, cloves, whatever it might be. They're in that 
place which has got that feel and vibe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that works really well. Yeah. Pissing it down outside there. <laughs> Um, but we did have a comment as well from uh, Emmanuel's, who, who obviously supplied the beers for tonight. Uh, tap rooms are great, but will never replace the traditional pub. There's only so long you can sit on a chipboard store and a makeshift table. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you think about that one? Um, I think there are a few like that, and I mean that's where the, that's the opposite of Magic Rock and NBC, isn't it? I mean, not well, every of them have that. Well, well yeah, I mean, uh, you know, let's, if, if we go back to Magic Rock and, and Northern Monk. Um, Northern Monk have got this fantastic building where they've got the brewery in the basement and they've used then used every floor to its maximum potential. Definitely. So, you know, they've got a lovely space to create a tap room. And it's a well-known fact that Magic Rock essentially designed their brewery around having this American-style tap room. Yeah, I was about as, to ask you that. Well. So how, how does it say Magic Rock compared to when you went to Cigar City? Uh, very similar, actually. Very similar in terms of feel and layout and... Um, space that, that that was available maybe scar city was a little bit smaller um but very very similar yeah okay yeah. so purpose built i mean they must have both of these parties spent i mean nmbc spent a lot of money in their venue yes that refectory yeah. is lovely space and magic rock have definitely built up what they've got Absolutely. And if you look at what breweries are doing with their tap rooms now, they're doing more and more of them. So, you know, particularly Magic Rock, this past weekend they had their, their annual bike day where it was like a celebration of all things cycling. So they, they have like roller machines in and they have roller races and it essentially becomes a day for bike nerds as much as it does beer nerds. So, and I think it's these breweries that are beginning to say, you know what, actually, it's, it's that whole thing that we've said a few times this season. It's beer and, yeah. it, it's not it, it's not just becoming about beer anymore. It's it's what else can you wrap around that experience? And and that's what some of these breweries are beginning to, to get and beginning to do really, really well. Yeah, and because they've got the space to do it, it's yeah. just elevating them in terms of oh, public perception. Magic Rock aren't going to do that when Huddersfield will have a home game in the Premier League next season, are they? Well, no, it'll be they interesting just, to see need, how they cope. They just need to open their doors. Yeah, absolutely. Because there, there will still be beer geeks who want yeah. to go. Um, so I, I think that, um, that... I mean, both those places are lovely. You've said it more than once now. And yes, but there are places which have the chipboard stool and makeshift table. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, I, and I think just, just coming back again, and this, this will bring us back again to particularly Magic Rock. So James at Gammon Barron said, at least you can guarantee it's a decent, well-kept beer served how the brewery intends. It might be the only place you can get it on cask too. So if, if you look at Magic Rock, they now have five cask lines in their tap room. When they first opened, they had two. I'd, no, I, I've, I'd forgotten about it because I think they only had a couple when I went up there. That was back in the 2015. Yeah. They, so now they now have five permanent cask lines on in their own tap room. That's interesting. So what do Buxton have at their tap room? Um, I think they have two or three cask lines on and then just a, a, a range of, yeah. of, of their keg beers as, as, as well. No, it's a valid point. I mean, again, one of my things about, you know, probably our thoughts about tap rooms and pubs will probably come out in bits rather than one hit. But one of the reasons why I do like going to a tap room is because I'm taking it as red. I'm going to get the beer exactly as they intended it to be. I've gone there with that preconception. You're giving me exactly what what you intended to be is how I'm going to have it, whether it be cask or cake. Because it's gone, the sh- it's, it's, it's travelled the shortest distance yeah, in you, theory, you should ever imagine it to least, travel. Least amount of interference, yeah. complete control, 
They dispense it how they want to. They only tap it when they want. Everything should be exactly as they want it yeah. to be. So I think, I think that's a point well made by Gammon Baron there. Uh, absolutely. So um, let's have a, have, a, have a look at some of these other uh, views that, that we've had this week. So Rhythm and Brews uh, podcast at Rhythm and Brews UK. Uh, no way. They they serve two different functions to me. A tap room is a place for me to try new beers. A pub is a social place with more on offer. What, 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 do, you, what do you think about that one? So it's fairly accurate, actually. I'm not saying tap rooms aren't um, sociable, but I tend to go to tap rooms with people anyway. Um, I don't know if I've been to a tap room on my own. Not for any particular reason, but I tend to make it a plan to go to a tap room. Whereas a pub, there are pubs I'll just walk past and think, oh, I'll pop in. Yeah. I won't think twice about it. Tap rooms, I do have to sort of plan a bit more around it. Sometimes just because where they are. You don't, you're generally not just walking past it. Well, that's what I said. A lot of the time, they're, they're, they're a destination, aren't yeah. they? You know, the, the two that we keep coming back to, Magic Rock and Northern Monk, you're not just going to happen to walk past them. You've, you've got to... Highly unlikely, isn't You've it? got to go to the town that they're in, and then you've got to be prepared for a 10 to 15 minute walk to be able to get oh, to yeah, them. Oh, yeah, definitely, well. yeah. I, I, I think that, for me, a pub has that more... A good pub, I should caveat that, a good pub has that social feel to it because it does have a different walk of life going in there sometimes it's not just every, it's not it's not just about the beer yeah if you go to a tap room it's generally about the beer you go to a pub i don't think it's always about the beer or always about the drink it's about being so you you will go into a pub the victoria is a good example there's a bloke who sits there at that table near the, the arcade machine on his own the spa staff know him he knows them I think he's got a bit of a dodgy leg. They'll help him with the beers, but he's there regularly. He's not going to go to he's not going to go to a tap room even if we're one available. I think it's just been in that social space mm-hmm. where there's things going on and chatter and people walking past, and it's people aren't really talking about the beer, so to speak. I mean, when you're in a tap room, generally you're only ever talking about the beer. Yeah, because you're geeking out about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and I think I think that lends itself a little bit to what um, Ian Sutton said to Ian Sutton at Ian Sutton Twelve. Tap rooms offer more of a beer experience, a choice of styles, and a chance to talk to the brewer maybe and knowledgeable staff. But they complement pubs. Yep, again, agree. And I think that that is nice. Sometimes you turn up at tap room, you may turn up there when they're very quiet or early doors. and you get the chance to talk to a few people. When you, if you're feeling, you know, geeky and you want to, have a, you really want to delve into some of it, and they're not too busy, they they're more than happy to because they do know it, don't they? Mm-hmm. Not like a pub where there's someone working behind the bar. They may well be perfectly pleasant. They do everything they're supposed to do, but they don't really know much about it. Not always don't always need to. As long as that, I'd rather they knew what they were doing, if I had to choose, yeah, than know what what it is. Um, so yeah, and I like the bit about complimenting pubs. I I I would hate for one to outdo the other yes yeah, it's, it's an interesting balance isn't it that we seem to be seeing between you, you know tap rooms and pubs and that, that actually there is a space for both yeah although i would be i think i've tried to find out before i do wonder whether camera takes tap rooms into account because obviously we hear in the camera paper the camera news a lot about how many pubs close down yeah we never hear how many reopen i don't know whether it's a net figure does that net figure including tap rooms because you know magic rocks tap room which serves cask so, does that get counted? I don't know. Yeah, well, so I'm, I'm not sure. Be curious uh, does it, at some point. Do they get featured in the Good Beer Guide? Uh, well, clubs do. 
because late in Orient, yeah. the one Matt does, that gets featured. Well, again, we'll, we'll ask our listeners if anybody knows that. Yeah. Um, so that was um, that was kind of the end of the... The short? The tweetable response. The ones so, who could fit their comments into 140 characters? That, that's the one. Uh, Before we move too far, what's your... So we're, we're, you don't vote. No, because I can't. Yeah. yeah. If you had voted, what would you have voted? Um, I probably would have gone for yes. Um, because I think, if, if I think back over... Let, let's go for the last 12 months. I, I think I've probably done a lot of drinking in tap rooms that I've really enjoyed. So I've, I've really enjoyed sampling a range of beers from a single brewery. And particularly using the example of going to Buxton and sitting in their tap room and drinking like fresh Axe it's It's an experience that you can't, you can't replicate that in a pub. Because it's, it's the environment and, and everything is there. Um, so, but I, I do agree with what a lot of people are saying that actually they, they are just one outlet to enjoy your beer. I, I couldn't ever see them replacing the pub because I just don't think... I don't think a lot of people get what a tap room is. Oh, I'm sure that, you know, we do, and most people who voted and most people who are listening will definitely know what a tap room is. But there's going to be a lot more people who don't know what a tap room is, or a tap house, or the brewery's own pub. There's going to be a lot of people who probably don't even care. Um, they just want good beer. Yeah, yeah, but perhaps in some areas where a few pubs have fallen by the wayside, or a few pubs have just given up the ghost of trying to do some really decent selections of beer, then if you have got the option of a tap room, you know, and I, I, I would go back to the Twisted Barrel as the example, I didn't see many pubs on my walk up from the station that appealed to me before I got to Twisted Barrel. They're all very traditional, aren't they? Yes. On, on that walk, yeah. And um, I didn't look in, and uh, the bearded one can will quite happily correct me, I'm sure. I, I, there was nothing which leapt out of me thinking, oh, I wonder what choice they've got on. Um, so I think that if I did vote, and I, I voted never, because I don't I don't think pub... For me, the, it's not... I don't want to use the phrase the pub is the hub, because for a lot of people it isn't. I like being able to just walk into a pub at any time of day or night, especially a pub that I know, um, and not having to talk to anyone. If I don't want to, I don't really want to engage. And the mm. pub will generally let you do that as well. Um, but I love going to a tap room. I love going to a tap room and thinking I'm just going to taste all the best beers from that brewery and really enjoy it. And I think we've asked this before. Should tap rooms sell other people's beer? So I saw some comments um. from Miles and I think uh, Steve from being a in. And it sort of altered what my my cast iron I thought was no. You should have enough beers to sell your own. Yeah, if you've opened up a tap room, then I I would it and unless you've done a collab or you're doing a a takeover of somebody else's beers, I would only expect to see that brewery's beers on yeah. in, in their own tap. And room. that's what I've that's what I've always had in my head. Yeah, because I've had a couple of experiences where I've gone to tap rooms. And the beers they've had of their own were a bit rubbish, and the best beers were other people's. And I'm thinking, well, at least I had something. But I'm thinking, well, why were your beers so shit in your own tap room? Well, they shouldn't be, should no. they? No. Let's... But Miles, um, number one fan, and Steve at BNOVO both advocated tap rooms making space available for 
other breweries' beers. Which is something that Stephen Bienneville does. He he has he uses the other end of his yeah. tap from me and he kind of almost lets that out as a guest tap. Yeah. And he's he's been doing that all this summer long. He's been having other breweries coming in and setting up at the other end of his tap. And I answer me, I'm not e- I'm not easily swayed um, on these things. I usually have a fairly definite idea and yeah. I stick with it. Um, that swayed me a little bit. So well done, Miles and Steve. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, just before we go into some of these longer yeah. comments, uh, you got any final thoughts on the Saint Centennial from Emmanuel's? Having got a little bit more climatised to it and had a bit of a pause in between while I've been chatting, that bitterness up front has died away a little bit. The dryness is still there. The like fruity, sweet flavours are there. But again... I'm not sure the hop is leaping out at me. No, it became a little bit like a traditional English bitter for, yeah. for me, rather than, than anything that was really showcasing that hop. I actually think this on cask would probably be better. I can, I can see that, actually. I can see that to be honest. Really well. Um, okay, so we're just going to, because there were a few people that really struggled with the 140 character limit this week. Um, was there ever? Yeah, the, uh, the the biggest of which um, going to Mark Johnson, who took seven tweets uh, to to describe his feelings about this. So, deep breath, and I'll try and get this almost in one. So, Mark uh, at Mark N. Johnson. Oh Lord, good question. Can of worms firmly open? Pubs are very important to me, and the feel, the smells, and the beer conditioning can't be replicated, even bad ones. They certainly can't be replicated in railway arches and industrial units. Although most tap rooms can't work as pubs because of location, as has been said, people don't live on industrial estates. What about the range of pub characters? Tap rooms tend to only attract one type of person. If we're counting places like Buxton's, I consider that a pub that is owned by Buxton Brewery. Maybe that's another point. They are an excellent addition to pub crawls when visiting city centres, but not as useful as the local. Oh, good point. All seven <laughs> tweets, which made that up, and well done, and almost doing it in one breath. Um, he's, I mean, he, I don't know if many people would disagree with most of what I, he said I think there. he's nailed everything there, hasn't he? Yeah. Even covering, I mean, the Buxton point's an interesting one, because, I mean, we said that, didn't we? That yeah. as a tap room, it's not actually attached to their brewery. So, although it's called the Buxton Tap House, it, it isn't actually on site. No, um, and I think some people who, and Buxton is quite a... Uh, a touristy place in you know England, quite quintessentially yes. English, isn't it? I'm sure people rock up maybe for Buxton for a couple of nights, go there, probably don't even appreciate the connection to the brewery is only a couple of miles away, and that it is a essentially a tap house. Yes, uh, because it's more of a pub feel, and that could be similar to the one of the a couple of the ones in Malden as well. Absolutely, because yeah, they're yeah. they're not connected, they're not physically connected to the brewery. Whereas, I guess most people when they picture a tap room. You can see, you want feel, to see the smell the brewery, see those silver yeah. fermentation tanks. And that's all going on, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the next one was uh, Matt Curtis at Total Curtis. The impact of the taproom is perhaps what's driven craft beer. You just have to look at how, at how vital they are in the States to see this. Pubs are equally important, of course. It's how both add value to the consumer experience that's the real talking point here. Didn't Cigar City say to you, and I think they're not the only ones, that they actually, a lot of their revenue 
comes from selling on site as well. In in the states, that that's, that's a big that's thing. The case it? because they Part can't distribution, sell, isn't it? They can't sell their beers directly to the public in packaged yeah. form because it goes through a, a distribution. There's, a, there's an extra layer, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. So the, that's how tap rooms in the states make most of their money. Oh, that's how breweries in the states yeah. make most of their money is through the tap room because people will come to the yeah. tap room to drink. I mean, tap rooms is again. Yeah. I mean, tap rooms. It's a great way of getting instant feedback as well, isn't it? Yeah, instant yeah. cash and instant feedback. A- absolutely. You know, this beer is great. You, you know, it's sold out in in, in minutes. Yeah. So, so you think, oh, we're on a winner here. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then um, th- th- there are a, a number of others as well. And I'm just going to name check these. Um, because we, we could go on all night with this one. So uh, Hops and Towels at Hops and Towels, Hoppy Hooper at Hops and Hoops. Honestly, we need more people with hops in their handle. Um, mm-hmm. And Joe Hill at Multiplanks Ran all had very good comments about um, the, the tap room experience and, and how that relates to pub experiences. Um, but the one that I want to finish on um, is from... Uh, uh, she's been a she's been a guest on, on the show a couple of times. Everyone will know who we're referring <laughs> to by now. So it's so Ruth at Beer Fairy, uh, an alternative but never a replacement. Pubs are often at the heart of a community, while for me, tap rooms are all about the beer. Pubs like Cask Beer are part of what makes our beer culture unique and special. They should be celebrated rather than replaced. Can't really disagree. What do you think about that? One? Yeah, it's, you know, I, I didn't really want to say it quite like that myself when I you know because I hadn't seen Ruth's comment. But, you know, people, tourists come over here, do look for old English pubs. Yeah. And there are some pubs, they have a picture of what that pub's going to look like, don't they? And they like cast beer. And while cast beer, yes, is available in other countries, there was a letter in camera where someone was chastising a bloke who said you can't get cast beer elsewhere. I think what the bloke meant was, we're good at cast beer. Yeah. You know, they, this is what we're, we're good at. Um, we're good at pubs as well. We, we are very good at pubs. We're very good at pubs. We're very good at... The, I don't know if any other country really replicates pubs as well as we do in the same way. You know, we, ours do have a... can have a really welcoming feel to it. So I think, you know, I think it's a really well, well-made point. It is an alternative, but for me, I'd agree, never a replacement. Well, it, it's interesting because uh, last week I, I visited Fuller's um which um shameless plug you that that's going to be a, a summer special that's heading your way soon i was lucky enough to to spend a morning with george young who's the head brewer there she showed me around and we had a bit of a chat so we'll be putting that into a show for a summer special but martin's crying into his beer now <laughs> fullers don't have a tap room uh, at their pub they've got a tasting room they've got a place where you go to yeah but to you try beers at up. the end of the tour um but there is a pub on the corner of the brewery. The Mawson Arms. And the Fox and Hounds. It's a pub with two names. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's, it's two, there, there are two oh, pubs. So it's a bit on, like the Globe and the Keats. Yeah, there, there are two pubs on the site. Um, I didn't know it had the second name. Yes, it has. If, if you look at the uh, the, the sign, yeah. one side says the Mawson Arms and the other side is the Fox okay. and Hounds. Um, but, so, so after I finished at the brewery, I went in there for a pint of London Pride because it, it felt like the right thing to do. And the, the experience of drinking a pint of London Pride less than 100 metres from where it was produced. Was did you just, just have the one pint? I, I did just have the one Why pint. Why didn't you have two halves? Then you could have checked it into two pubs. I clearly didn't think of that. Aha. Uh-huh. There you go. Sorry. Mr. Mr. Trick there. Mr. Trick I? there. Absolutely Mr. Trick there. New venue badge. 
you've, you've got it now, mate. You're, you're all over the untapped. Um, I, I think that brings this week's discussion to, to a bit. Yeah, there. I enjoyed that. The, the feedback was excellent, and um, yeah, I think I think most. It seemed like for most people, there wasn't really a yes or no in the comments. It was we like both. One doesn't replace the other. They offer different things. Yeah, and can complement each other. Yeah, if 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 you want a, if you want a single brewery experience, you you, you go to the taproom's best place. Yeah, if if you want more of a social experience, you go to the yeah, definitely, absolutely. So, um, while we've been finishing that off, you've poured the uh, the final beer of the year. Yeah, so we've got the monastic order of mosaic, five point two percent, and uh, let's see what this one's like. I haven't even smelled it yet. Well, it's got a very similar aroma to the first one. It has got a very in, similar in terms of there's that kind of um, it's not an overwhelming Belgian newness, but it's. There. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, very tight bubbles again. Yeah. As well. But not quite as gassy. Oh, fruity. More fruity than I was expecting. I mean, I, again, mosaic I'm a big fan of, but I feel like I'm getting fruit or something else there. I've, I've never normally got that much fruit from mosaic. No. Before. Oh, see, see how that one progresses then. Yeah, let's, um, we'll give that a bit while we get into... Um, this. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness. Write it down. So, um, only a few comments this week from our loyal legions of listeners. Um, so, Sophie Grumwell at Scofie G90, picking up on our discussion about um, there being no such thing as a bad Colonel Brewery beer. Um, she was enjoying a beer de saison. And, and wanted to let us know. So um, I, I, I'd still love to do that as a poll. Have you ever had a bad Colonel beer? <laughs> I think there's something in it. Just maybe I don't, I don't know how often Colonel gets further up the country. To be honest, that's true. I mean, he got to Germany when I was in Cologne. Yeah, we, we could be, <laughs> we could be isolating more um, than seventy-five percent of our listenership there. But I would probably still have to say that I don't see Colonel often enough on tap. But when I do, I tend to go for it. And I'm rarely ever, if ever, disappointed. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, I went for it when I was up at the uh, the summer beer thing in, in Manchester. They had their IPA Citron, and I was like, that that was a that was going to be a beer I was going to have at some point during yeah. that session because I knew it was going to be good. Um, and again, the, the other one uh, that this week again uh, about a beer that we've mentioned many times <laughs> in, in recent week and tonight again, Miles Lambert at Miles Lambert. Um, best low ABV beer in the UK right now is Track Brew, Track Brewing Sonoma at the moment. I and it's so good on it's so good on cask and it showcases everything that's good. Three point eight. Yes, it showcases everything that's good about cask beer and everything that's good that can be done with a low ABV beer as well. The flavours in that beer, but it's not thin just either. No, doesn't disappear. No, it's it is it is. To coin your phrase, it is definitely a smashable beer. I think it's our phrase, mate. I think you've used it. More. Smashable, but um, and, and yes, we were thrilled to see that on before Bottle Share last week. Oh god, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, they had twelve on. I only saw one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the minute you see that badge, you're over it. Um, and uh, just coming back, uh, going back a few weeks, we were talking about Dream Dream Collapse. Yes, which you ducked out. On, yes, uh, at the time, you've now had two weeks to, to come up with what's what's your dream collab between two breweries. I'm, I'm going up north. I'm going to Yorkshire okay. for my dream collab. Two breweries from Yorkshire. Uh, Timothy Taylor, brewer. Okay, sorry, I nearly choked <laughs> on my beer there. Brilliant. 
That was worth it just for that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a surprise. They brew. No, actually, they... it's a surprise. I would never have ever thought anybody would have said that. that... Timothy Taylor and Magic Rock. <laughs> I would love for that to happen. Magic Rock are one of my favourite modern brewers, and Timothy Taylor make one of my favourite cast beers. Brilliant. And based on what Magic Rock, Cloudwater, and JW Lee's managed to do last year with Freeze Company, I see I see plenty of room there for Timmy Taylor's and Magic Rock. Oh, let's make it happen. Let's. So if anyone knows anyone who can do this for me, Hash, hashtag Magic Timmy. That's <laughs> that, that's what that's what we want. <laughs> that would be my dream collab. We, we want to see that happen. Um, now, the, the guy that asked that question a couple of weeks ago has asked us another question this week. So Paul at RCD, who is becoming a regular contributor uh, to Bitter and Lingonist, so keeps asking us questions. It does. Um, so if anybody uh, is, is upset at the length of shows, it's because of Paul, because he keeps asking us these questions. And good questions. Um, you have the chance to design your own dream pub. What do you have on tap and what else goes in the pub? Go. I will have, I would have, definitely have, lot, I would still have lots of cask. I would have mix of cask and keg no macro that'd be my starting point but I would have beers that people would feel safe with as well okay I wouldn't aid, try to alienate people yeah I'd have a decent selection of spirits and wine um, but I would definitely have a bit of a Doctor Who theme going on in the pub I'd have I think my geekiness would have yeah, to come out you're going for a very niche audience here aren't you I think no it wouldn't Possibly. be advertised as a Doctor Who pub wouldn't like have TARDIS doors when you, well that's an idea TARDIS doors when you come in make the noise is there any way you can make it bigger on the look inside? Bigger on the inside, <laughs> than on the outside. That's that's what you that really would be a very good that's trick, what you really it? want to achieve. Um, I think I would have a bit of, and it would be one of those things. If you win lots of money, you can do what you like. Some of my geeky stuff would definitely have to end up yeah. in the pub. Um, and but I would, I would have some sport on on occasions, and that would include football, because I like football. And I get really pissed off that you can't have decent beer and, and watch football very often at the same time. Nice, really? I think so. Okay. I think you can go to pubs and drink decent beer and I think you can go to pubs and watch football. But generally, pubs which show Sky Sports tend to be the ones which have... Maybe it's because they've got the better margins with the macro drinks, I don't know. But a lot of the time you can't get both. They might show rugby because that's obviously a bit more respectable. I'm not saying there is a... You know, I've got a problem with that at all because I like rugby. But... I would, I would still show sport as well. See, I wouldn't. I, I would probably go for the approach of there'd be no televisions. Uh, there would definitely be background music only. Um, and it would probably only ever be music of my choosing because it's my pub. And as we know, I would, about, I would only have yeah, music of my choosing and I wouldn't have it too loud either. Yeah. Um, in fact, my pub would probably be called All About Steve. Or, There's a name or, for Or a probably pub. just be called Steve. Steve <laughs> Steve's pub. No, just Steve. Um, yeah, uh, and I think in, in terms of what I put on tap, I, I think probably... Any, Cannonball, accent Anything that's got a green label <laughs> and, and, and is an IPA. I, I think, actually, I might create the first IPA-themed pub in the UK. Only IPA. Only sells IPA. That, that's all. From session to standard IPAs to doubles and triples, that would be it. That would be all you'd drink. That's, that's all you'd get. In, in, in Where's there. the landlord? He's in the corner. He's, he's in the corner... <laughs> Soaking under the tap of candle. <laughs> that's that's exactly where it is. But yeah, no, I'd I'd, I'd like to play around with with, with, with the idea. I'm sure a lot of people have thought about that before. I mean, I, I've thought about it, but it'd only be if you it'd be if you could afford it as well, wouldn't it? Is that the, the hardest? One of the hardest jobs has to be running a pub. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to own a pub. Yeah, and I'd love for it to be basically my pub. 
But I think I'd like someone else to run it most of the time, <laughs> if I'm being absolutely honest. It's a, it's a hell of a lot of work. You'd have to have a good manager. Yes. I think. A, a good manager and, and someone that's good at events and social media. For, for me, I think those are the two things that, that would... Because you need, you need someone that understands the pub and, and how everything runs. I'd have opening hours advertised all the time and stick to yeah. And then you need somebody that's going to promote the hell out of the pub. Yeah. And then probably the third element is a team of staff that are passionate about what they do and will engage with the customers as well. Yes. Yeah. So. Good question. Great question. As always, thanks, that, thanks yeah. Paul, for doing that. So, Paul, if you come into lots of money and you want me and Steve to do the pub, let us know. And, and also, uh, let us know what, what your perfect pub would yes. look like. Use the hashtag opinions and get involved. So... Who has uh, won this week's great big box of nothing? Well, th- this week's winner comes from uh, someone who's already contributed to the show tonight, James at Gammon Baron. A picture he took at the North Bar, which as usual uh, will be shared, and so you'll have seen it by the time you hear this probably. Basically, you've got a little bit of colouring in the corner where it says North Bar 20, because it was their 20th anniversary, wasn't it? Yeah, Which I was really yeah. surprised about when I first heard that, but they were going for 20 years, so well done then. Uh, well known as being one of the first craft yeah, bars in before the UK, yeah. before really the term even had been yeah. thought or existed. And then the rest of it is in black and white, but what nailed it for me was the use of a silver tankard, or pewter tankard on the bar. It's an incredible picture. Just before the pumps. Yeah. So, well done Gammon Baron, the, uh, the big box of nothing's on its way up north. Excellent. And if you want to have a go at uh, trying to wrestle that great big empty box of nothing away from Gammon Baron, put a picture on Instagram, use hashtag cheers guys. And if it's the one that Martin likes the most next week, you shall be awarded the prizeless prize. So I think we're almost there. We are almost there. So what do you think of the last beer? Final beer. Um, still getting a lot of fruity notes off of it. Um, yeah. Would you be able to pick out Mosaic? Bearing in mind single hop and we probably feel it's one of the hops we like. No, that's um, it's not the mosaic that I've I've, I've tried no. before. It's not unpleasant, but and this one has definitely got a certain dryness to it as well. I think um, it's nice, but it's I was hoping for more, I, I, and I think this is where I set myself up sometimes. And maybe this is where if you're going to do a single hop, I expect that hop to be front and center. Are you sometimes a little bit let down by single hot beers? Yes, because it's a bit that thing about doing what it says on the side of the scene. You know what? Let's not have this conversation because people didn't want it. So let's let, let's not allow them to listen to, <laughs> to us have this conversation. And we'll save that one for another day. Save for another one when you vote for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have voted for it if you wanted to hear us talk about single hot beers. Um, if you do want to get involved in, in, in the show this week or, or anything we do, just use the hashtag opinions. We will find you and we will insert you into the the, the appropriate part of the show. Okay, um, the word insert. Let's never use that again. Okay. Um, just uh, to mention, we are still running our listener survey um, there is still a, a link in the show notes. Can you please, if, if, if you love what we do, if you'd like to have comments about what we do, if you'd like to tell us what you like and what you don't like, 
Uh, just take a few minutes to fill out the survey. We are taking all of the feedback over the summer. Martin and I are going to sit in a garden drinking copious amounts of beer and decide what the show looks like come September. Exactly. There's a lot of time will go into this, naturally. Yes, ab- well, absolutely. a lot of beer will go into and, it. And it will probably come out sounding exactly the same. <laughs> but, but we are grateful to everyone that's completed it so far. Uh, if you haven't completed it yet, please click through on the show notes. Uh, mate, what is coming up next week? Next week, we've got a guest. So uh, Pete McCary is joining us, isn't he? He is indeed. We are back to our... Um, back to our London studio. London studio. In so we're recording at the recently refurbished Brewdog in Shoreditch. Yes. Uh, we've invited Pete to join us because it's a subject fairly close to his heart. I think the, it's going to be about disclosure. It is, yeah. So, so it's a so, beers that, that are you know, given to... to yeah. like, like these have... Whether they be podcasters, bloggers, yeah. anyone who gets, you know... Uh, Let's use the word freebies. Yeah. Um, and, you know, how this impacts what we say, what we do. So watch out for the poll on Sunday and we'll be recording next next Monday with Pete. And if any of you are familiar with Pete's blogs, I'm sure he will be forthright with what he says. Uh, I think he absolutely will. And if we give him enough beer, he might do a little song at the end. And we might need to put the microphone very close. Really to close to Very him. softly spoken. Very well. softly spoken. So that's that's a bit of a warning for next week's audio quality. Um, okay, well, I think, I think we're there tonight. I think we're there, we're we? done. Um, just um, cheers to Emmanuel's again for sending us through yep, the beers thanks guys um, if you do want to try some of those like I say uh, please uh, hit up Sean at Beer Central because he's a great guy and he will he, he will sort you out and I can contest to that uh, but until next week cheers, cheers.